joining us for this podcast series from Citadel Chambers, a leading and progressive set of barristers specialising in crime and situated in the heart of Birmingham. We'll be taking a close look at the issues that impact on the cases the barristers deal with in court. If you're a barrister at another chambers, or if you're thinking about becoming a barrister, you'll be interested in our special podcasts about the working lives of the barristers at Citadel Chambers. I'm your host, Rebecca Harding, and I'll be joined by a range of experts from Citadel, from Queen's Council through to their junior barristers. They can all be contacted via the Citadel website, citadelchambers.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Barristers at Citadel come from all walks of life and very different backgrounds. Lee Egan had another career before becoming a barrister. He tells us here about the change, how and why he did it, and what his life is like now at Citadel. Hi, Lee, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. It's a nice sunny day today. I've just been out with the dogs. So, uh, yeah, I feel a bit hot and bothered there, actually. So. <laughs> but um, it's great to see you. So, I mean, you had a, a past in telecommunications industry, didn't you? So, I mean, how established were you there before you became a barrister? Oh, that's a good question. How established? I'm not sure. So, I, um, yeah, I, I started working in the telecoms industry pretty much from the beginning of mobile telecommunications in the early 90s when um, nobody had a mobile phone or, you know, very few people. Say they're all bricks. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, the, the one of the first networks in the world was built in the UK. And I was working, I was lucky enough to be working on that network um, for a company that provided towers and antenna systems. Um, and then it really took off, of course, because once the technology was there, everybody in the world wanted it all at the same time. So I left employment at uh, 24, and then I moved countries, really. So I went straight to Saudi Arabia for a couple of years or 18 months, and then moved countries every 18 months or a year um, thereafter for about 10 years or so. Really? That must be really good fun, actually. <laughs> well, it was, yeah, in my 20s. But it's not such good fun when you um, want to come back and settle. And, you know, I had a, a three children on the way round, as it were, um, and ultimately wanted to come home to the UK. So I, I came back and started my own telecoms uh, company here. But really, it was more, um, it was much more corporate. And it, the industry had matured. I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, right. So ultimately started looking for something else to do. So why why did you choose to become a barrister? What what drove that? What was the interest? Well, it, it, initially, so I was, my initial interest was in the law rather than the bar. Um, and that's largely because I was working in a, a, an industry where I was negotiating contracts on behalf of others. And I was also negotiating contracts for myself. And I realised that um, I didn't know anything about the law particularly, and that a lot of people around me were talking about aspects of contract law in, in the main. Um, and I realised that they couldn't all know uh, too much about it either, because I was hearing so many contradictory things. Nobody liked to get the legal departments involved in anything because it tended to slow things down. Yep, know about that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, everybody uh, feels that way about lawyers, don't they? They slow things down, so... <laughs> um, it, it seems to be, you know, the commercial world views us like that anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I contacted, I think it was the Law Society at the time, asked them how to uh, go about learning something about contract law. 
And they put me in touch with the College of Law or University of Law as it now is. And uh, uh, somebody, you know, did a great sales job on me and said, well, we can we can give you a course in contract and tort, but you won't really understand it unless you do an introductory course first, which puts it in the context of the um, of the courts and the, the system more generally. So I did the introductory course and was hooked, frankly. So I did a, I just kept going until I'd done a qualifying law degree. Yeah, they should get commission for that, shouldn't they? <laughs> they should, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so the, but the original um, interest in the law was really um, geared partly towards my um, uh, previous career, just, you know, it, it would, I thought it would be useful for that. And secondly, because I'd never done a degree. I left school at 16, I'd never done a degree. Right. So I, um, I was sort of always had that in the back of my mind. Um, and then, yeah, uh, it didn't do anything really for a couple of years with it. Um, wasn't really enjoying telecoms as much as I had. As I said, it became a little bit too corporate for my liking. And um, yeah, then uh, I was I had an office in the Strand and I popped into the Royal Courts of Justice. Uh, I went into, I think it was Court 9, and I watched some um, criminal barristers. In, f- in fact, I went into a different court initially and there were a lot of dusty boxes and and I won't say dusty people it sounds a bit I, rude, I did wonder what you were going to say there yeah well <laughs> a lot of dusty boxes and people and I watched for 20 minutes or so and you know it's impossible to grasp what was going on and then I wandered into I believe it was court nine in the in the court of appeal and I watched within the space of an hour and a half um uh three you know very bright judges um tossing barristers around like a beach ball, frankly. And I thought, well, that really does look good. And, and, and taking a more um, a, a more serious view of it as well, the bar is very good for people who are coming as a second career. So I was 40 before I came to the bar. Really? And it doesn't have the sort of structured um, progression that you have in many careers. You're not limited in the same way that you would be in many other careers. That's really interesting. So it's a good option for those who are transferring. That is really interesting. Did you find with the children as well? Because um, obviously you had a family at this point. Did it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. was it difficult doing that with the family, or did they make it reasonably easy for you to fit around your children? Um, well, I, I mean, I did the the qualifications were um, those I did. Yeah, I, I, I fitted them. I mean, I was able to. Ad- um, adapt my own working practices to a great extent so that I had plenty of time to do it. Um, but then uh, when I actually came to the bar and, and did um, pupillage and then um, ultimately took a, a, a tenancy when Citadel were kindly kind enough to offer me one, um, it was the location actually was selected um, partly because of where I live. So I live halfway between Bristol and Birmingham. So I had to go um, to one of those locations really. Yeah, and did you find um, everybody else at Citadel were accepting of you as a barrister with that sort of so late on, really um, coming in as a junior barrister, and with such a different sort of background, having come from a commercial environment? Yeah, um, definitely. From, from in fact, from the very top to the very bottom of chambers, I was um, really astounded by how welcoming everybody was. There, there are uh, a number of members of chambers who've had other careers of. of various um types before um we're, we're a fairly varied bunch actually um and i think that is a, a real strength of chambers but yeah they, they were very welcoming from the top to the bottom people who were you know 10 or 15 years my 
junior chronologically yeah. um, were, were really supportive and, and helped me um, in my early years, which That's was really nice. wonderful. Yeah, no, that is nice, isn't it? So what are the best bits for you now about your job as in being a barrister now? What do I, I, I like the people, actually, I think, still. Um, you are generally working with um, nice, pleasant people with integrity, um, and coming from a, a commercial, particularly international commercial world where um, it, it really isn't like that. So uh, I, I keep in touch with relatively few people from my former life, um, whereas if I uh, were, were to leave the bar for some, some reason, I know that there are many more that I would be interested to, to remain in touch with. So, yes, yeah, definitely the people. And have you found that Citadel's sort of given you the opportunity to do some really exciting cases and some challenging work? What, what has been the exciting things you've been involved in that, that have stimulated you and that you've enjoyed? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think the, certainly it's a good set. It, it's a good criminal set. So you're, you're op- the opportunities are there and there are um, people throughout chambers who are really at the top of their game. So you, you've got, there's always somebody to ask, always somebody to um, uh, to speak to about something. And I can remember being led in a, a murder by um, Rachel Brandcusey at a very early stage of my career, which was, you know, great. Um, I can imagine she's excited. Yeah, she, well, she's great fun. And she's, yeah, she yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, a, a fantastic person to learn from. So, um, yeah, the, that support was there. Um, throughout and and uh, I think I just enjoy the, the variety of the, the work really because um, often we'll look at a case and think you know it's a, very similar to one we've done before but it's amazing how often um, really unusual things factual or, or legal arise it, it's just um, there seems to be a, a non-stop stream of, of surprise and uh, unexpected um outcomes so yeah it's a it's a great great career I couldn't really um recommend it enough yeah it it sounds like it's a lot more exciting than um sitting in an office doing what you were doing before in a corporate environment so well yeah certainly towards the end when I started that it was lots of international travel and out and about and very little um corporate control but certainly yeah it's uh it's um it allows people to be pretty individual really yeah, no, that's great. So what's your advice to anyone who's thinking about doing the same thing as you've done? Um, well, in terms of practical advice, um, I, I, first of all, I, I, I definitely recommend it. Um, but in terms of practical advice, I think um, just, you know, call, I think call a chamber, Citadel or another, whichever is, uh, you, you know, the chambers that um, most suits you. Um, but certainly I know that at Citadel, um, there are people who'd be willing to speak to you. And um, certainly I'd be willing to speak to anybody um, who wanted to ask about the, the practicalities of doing it and, and uh, how to go about it. So I think that would be my my first piece of practical advice is, is give somebody a call and, and chat to them about it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's certainly doable. And I think if you go to the right set, you'll be supported and you'll find that... Um, you know, it's it's something which is not too difficult to do. No, that's great. And if anybody did want to get a hold of you, you're on the website, aren't you? All your details are there so they can contact you through the website or through the Chamber's main number, can't they? Certainly, yeah. And and to be honest, it's um, 
it, it's a pleasure to be able to speak to others um, because, you know, it's really paying forwards the support that I received myself when I came to the bar. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much, Lee. I'm sure everybody's found that really helpful. So thanks for talking to us today. You're very welcome. for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by Citadel Chambers, a leading and progressive set of barristers specialising in crime and situated in the heart of Birmingham. If you want to get in touch with any of our speakers in this podcast episode, then please visit our website, citadelchambers.com. All the views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and do not constitute professional advice. If you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation, then please talk to us directly to obtain professional advice.